Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Ben Olson, that's Nathan Fox. Together we're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. We have an email or a quick question here from David. Yeah, David says, within how many points of my goal score should I be to consider myself ready for the real test? If my goal score is 164, should I be at least one point, two points, three points away in my practice tests? Thanks for the help, David. Thanks for the short question, David. Um, what do you think, Ben? Well, I would prefer that people have scored the scores that they want to get. It's it's kind of a weird, it's a, it's a tough question to answer so precisely because when if you have a goal score of 164, first of all, it's like, uh, why so specific, right? Like, okay, so really what you want is something in the mid 160s. So first of all, your goal should be looser and just more generally targeted as, as opposed to so specifically targeted. I mean, and it should also be higher, I think. Like, it's uh, higher, sure. Why yeah. is anyone shooting for the mid 160s? I don't, I feel like you should set your sights higher if you're going to go be a killer attorney. I, I can't imagine settling for a score that middling, you know, like because uh, to talk about what 164 really means, right? Mid 160s yeah. means you've got like a kind of OK, <laughs> you're kind of understanding. Yeah, but you're you're really not understanding a lot. Like you're making very common mistakes that everybody else also makes. You're not differentiating yourself from the crowd at all. You're going for free to schools that are in the very, very middle, low part of the spectrum. Well, so, or even worse, yeah, you're you're squeaking into mediocre schools like UC Hastings. You know, yeah. 164 gets you into the 51st country, 51st school in the country. And you have to pay full price for a just wildly overpriced, mediocre regional law school. And that's not that that's not our that's not the game we want you to play. We want you to go for free or not at all. And then once you've decided you're going to go for free or not at all, we want you to go to the best school that will admit you for free. And boy, that, you know, difference between 164 and 170 or, or even, even 168. 168. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's like, you're at that point in the range where, boy, just a few more points. By the way, go to lsatdemon.com slash scholarships if you want to play with various numbers. Maybe David has a real specific school in mind, and maybe 164 is going to get him the full ride at that one school, and he owns a house right next door or something at, where he can't go anywhere else. Um, if that's you, David, then fine. But otherwise, that is a weirdly very specific and kind of mediocre goal score. So I, I wouldn't, yeah, I don't like that. Anyway. Yeah, so in, in my mind, the, the goal scores should be like these ranges, right? It's like mid-160s, if that's your, your goal, or high-160s, low-170s, mid-170s, high-170s, something like that. And so we're, we're shooting for these ranges, and it, when people say, hey, am I ready to take it? I'd be like, okay, well, have you scored some recent tests, ideally a handful of them in that range, somewhere in that area. If so, then yeah, go take it. So David's like, okay, I want to get a 164. Uh, if I'm three points away, so that I'm guessing that means that David's highest score is a 161, right? And so then really what's your range? You're typically scoring between like in the, in the high 150s. 
and now you want to go take it and hope you get 164 or higher, um, it's not impossible. You certainly could end up doing that. But I guess I'd just rather you be scoring in the range that's your goal score range or higher. Yeah. On the day of the test, it's critical that you don't go in there trying to get the best score you've ever gotten. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's like me going out to the first tee being like, okay, today I'm going to shoot four under. Yeah. Like if you decide on the first tee that you're going to shoot four under, you're going to shoot fucking 95, dude. Like that is not going <laughs> to, there's going to be some bumps in the road. Like you're mm-hmm. going to hit some bad shots. You're going to miss some putts. You're going to, then you're going to get all down on yourself. Exactly. You're gonna be like I didn't ace that first game dude, and it should be the easiest game. And ugh, there's so many times I, I'm hoping that with the new golf season is about to start. So golf is on my mind, but I'm, I like, I really hope that I will be able to finish my rounds this year and not like there's just I, there's so many times where I feel like I shot myself out of it in the first three holes. And that's so dumb because you you literally can't like I don't care if you double bogeyed the first three. Well, mm-hmm. you could still just par your way out and shoot 78 and that's not horrible. So mm-hmm. it's like I, I yeah, that's it's a big problem for LSAT folks who if yeah, if David, if he, if he has been scoring, let's say, you know, high 150s, mostly sometimes scratching out a 161 or a 162, but he really wants that 164. Well, now he's going out there with this like it has to go perfectly. Yeah, it's got to be the best practice test score I've gotten, plus a little bit more. Right. So then on the first stumble. Yeah, he has this whole crashing, you know, the weight of all his expectations not now it's not going perfectly and i would much rather you go in with like well my range is 161 to 167 a 164 is going to get it done for me i'm ready to go and all i need is like an adequate middle of the road day for me and i know that an adequate middle of the road day for me allows me to hit a couple bumps Yep. There can be a couple snags. It doesn't have yep. to go perfectly. It just has to be an okay day for me. That's when you're really, really ready. Yeah. I also, though, I mean, to, to make the counter argument, the counter argument is, especially at this point in the cycle, right? When we're talking about the April test, which just passed or the June test, that's at the end of the si- end of the LSAC testing cycle. Mm-hmm. And so Law schools only care about your highest score. You're allowed to take it three times in one cycle or five times if you cross that cycle barrier, which happens before the August test. So in a lot of ways, if people are trying to decide whether they want to take the June test, it's kind of like it's free because it's going to count as an attempt. Yeah, but it's counting as an attempt in the previous cycle. For the previous cycle. Yep. And if it's your first or second attempt in your previous cycle, then it doesn't affect your full three attempts that you would get in the next cycle. And so to that extent, I I would allow people to kind of take a shot at it. Like, you know, we've been given advice. I, there's one student who was with us in the early months of the year and then was going to take. Uh, I haven't seen him in class in a while, so I hope he's doing OK. But he he was. Like my, I advised him basically, yeah, take April, take June, and then yeah. plan on taking it three times at the beginning of the next cycle, August, September, what is it, November? Because yeah. he's like dead set on, I have to start law school in 2023. 
Yeah. I tried to talk him out of that, but if you can't be talked out of that, then it's like, well, okay, you need to start taking the test at some point. And anyway, I'm, I know I'm super heavy handedly making this point, but the, the test attempts late in the cycle are basically free because you're going to cross that magical, uh, reset. Yeah. Well, and schools them, only care about of, your high school. Two of them are free, right? And then, right. Two of them, up to two of them are free. And yeah. even if it's your third one, this cycle, if you're going to apply early next cycle, well, yeah. then it's August and September. September is already kind of late anyway. If you're taking that September test, you're not really applying early, early in the cycle. So it could be sensible to take June as your third attempt in the previous cycle, then August, September in the next cycle. Yeah, as long as you're within a few points, and we're talking, David, specifically one, two, three points, um, I want people taking reasonable risks. I And I think there could be some value there, in fact, like get your feet wet and stop, you know, making the test bigger than it is. But don't be stupid, right? You're 10 points away. It's like, okay, maybe you just need to be looking ahead to the next cycle. Don't let this be an excuse. By the way... I mean, I don't get the sense that law school admission council really listens to the show, but I, I would like, I, I would love for them to simplify the limitation, that, that limitation yeah. thing with the reset, just the one, reset makes no sense. Like one limitation. Yeah. Why don't you just say it's five, five times in five lifetime. years, five times lifetime or seven times lifetime. Well, I, I, I don't know, but. The idea that there's a, a reset date for no reason. Yeah, it makes the test have different value, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which it, is strange. It adds an arbitrary and unnecessary complication into our analysis. Like it forces people like Ben and me to waste a bunch of breath, like trying to explain to people the proper strategies. And, and you know, it, it has the unintended consequence of enriching people like me and Ben. <laughs> which we don't need like we you're like that's a, an example of a policy that does nothing to help students all it really does is help us yeah because we can give people this special advice where it's like well you know it's not actually going to count because the cycle reset and no one else knows that like only yeah. we actually know that information and so then we get like overcompensated for sharing a policy that shouldn't really like there's no justification this doesn't make any rational sense to have that specific limitation there's so yeah. many other ways you could do like we could come up with 10 better ways of doing it in 30 seconds i mean the one <laughs> positive thing i'm thinking about right now with this complication is that some people listening may be like oh geez like okay wait when do i do i take it here do i take it there do i not take it it's like hey don't think about any of that in fact, it's so complicated. Don't think about it. And don't think about your application timeline. Don't think about when you're going to go to law school. Just think about getting the best damn score you can get and then start to turn your focus to the timeline. And if that means next year, fine. So what? You've let go of that, but you've put your, your time and energy and focus into the one thing that is really going to make a difference. Yeah, that is ultimately our advice to David. It's like, dude, every LSAT point's worth 10 grand in scholarships. Yep. And 10 LSAT points, you'll go from not getting in all the way up to and including you'll get a full ride at that exact same school that was going to not admit you. Now yep. you're getting a full ride to that school with 10 more LSAT points. So it's really so, worth more than 10,000 yeah. per point. But So yeah. what's your rush? And you should be working backward from your best LSAT. 
or, yeah. or I don't know, working backward doesn't even make any sense. It's just like you work your toward best, your best, best LSAT and then you can start talking about what to do next. Yeah. Do you have your best LSAT? We, we've talked about this little rubric before. Yeah. Do you have your best LSAT on record? Yes. OK. Or sorry. No. OK. Well, go get your best LSAT on record. Then come back. Yep. OK. Do you have your best LSAT on record? Oh, you do. Yes. OK, good. Is it September? Mm-hmm. No. OK. Wait till September. Is it September? Okay, apply. Yep. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Yep. You know, and then you don't have to plan or strategize or anything. You just focus on doing the things that are going to be required in order for you to get the very best LSAT you can. Yeah. That was a lot. Yeah, thanks, David. Email daily at LSATdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening. 